The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Secondary Learners, Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. As we commence this podcast today, let us acknowledge the traditional custodians of all the lands on which this podcast will be played around New South Wales. Their art, storytelling, music and dance, along with all First Nations people, hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. Let us acknowledge with honour and respect our Elders past, present and future, especially those Aboriginal people in our presence today who have and still do guide us with their wisdom. Welcome to the Creative Cast podcast series. I'm Jackie King and I'm a Creative Arts Project Officer with the New South Wales Department of Education. Today we're going to discuss the strategy of the week with Jessica McCarthy from Mossman High School. Hi Jessica, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. You submitted a really cool video about sketch noting that you use with your visual arts students at Mossman High School through our Flipgrid, which looks really cool. And I can't wait to talk to you about that. But I was hoping first you might be able to give us a bit of context of Mossman High School and the visual arts classes there and what you do at Mossman High. Yeah, so I'm actually also head teacher teaching and learning and I coordinate and lead a lot of STEM as well as cross-curricular units of work. So I have a quite a diverse role and I have a bit of a hand in everything. And so in doing that, I have looked at a large variety of pedagogies and strategies that allow students to access literacy and engage in content. We're very lucky here. We have a very well-known and strong visual arts faculty. So we have special art program where students interview and come to the school to get extra classes in year seven and eight for visual arts. So we have fantastic students here and a strong cohort that continues throughout from their electives from year 9 to year 12. So I teach a variety of those classes as well as the STEM classes. That's really cool and you're really lucky I guess in that you've got that strand of visual arts students who are there specifically for visual arts. That's really it's good really cool. some great results. Well it's really good because they can also we get to do projects with them that Uh, slightly off the curriculum so we run it alongside the existing curriculum but we give them opportunities that also allow for authentic audiences such as entering exhibitions playing their works in galleries and responding to outside briefs so it's really good fantastic so sketchnoting can you give us a bit of a rundown of what sketchnoting is so as I said I do uh, because I'm doing teaching and learning I look at a lot of different ways that students can come at information essentially and it comes up frequently in a lot of those really cool like TED Ed videos actually one of my favorite videos on creativity was it was all sketch noted and it takes the journey from traditional schooling to today by Ken Robinson he did it as a normal talk and then it was translated into this sketch noting where the viewer gets to travel along a journey 
of this illustrator as they're creating the iconography and images that connect the ideas. That made me start to research and look at this concept of sketchnoting. And it's this idea that students are very visual and students are very reluctant to read large chunks of text because they live in a social media world. Snapchat is this instantaneous TikTok, you know, it's all instantaneous gratification and really quick. Whereas sitting down to read large chunks of text requires a lot of thought process and being able to understand and engage with content that a lot of students don't have that capacity to do. So I wanted to find a way that students could engage with it and summarize notes more clearly. I've looked at a few other strategies that I can talk about as well, but um, we sort of target, we call them the novice developing an expert. So the novice students are those that often struggle. We need to support them and scaffold them. The developing is what Hattie and the Jarek Gift and Talented program would call the core students and the expert students are the gifted and talented students who need some extension. So the beauty of, of sketchnoting is that it provides that scaffolding for differentiation. It's sort of fun and exciting. It's a way to translate what they're reading into these visual icons. So instead of going back to the text when they need to be assessed on that content, they can go back to their icons and it creates this like comic narrative that links ideas together. I love that. One of the reasons I really like this strategy is years and years ago, back when national partnerships was a thing, my school did focus on reading and obviously visualizing was one of the super six in focus on reading. And I found my students really engaged with being able to draw pictures to visualize what was happening in the text because good readers, people who are able to read, do get that sort of mental movie going in their head as they're reading. But people like your beginning or your novice students who are perhaps not strong readers don't naturally get that those images happening. And no. yeah, and so being able to teach them about getting those images happening in their brain is really important. But the thing I really like about your strategy is it's kind of bringing that into the 21st century, so to speak, by having that visual, like it's a visual map. So I think the way you explained it in the Flipgrid video, there was kind of like pictures and arrows and they could put a little bit of text on it if they liked. Is is that right? Do you want to explain yeah. what it looks like a little bit? So the the concept of it or the pedagogy behind it is that you translate a concept into the visual iconography, which definitely links into visual arts anyway, but you could do this for any block of text that you read. And this is the thing that I really like because I noticed in the literacy progressions, there's the idea about linking concepts together from different, different areas. So how, do stu how are students able to do that? It's something that they get tested on, noticed in the check-in assessment and that plan and understanding that content can come from a variety of sources and how do you pull that back together. So the concept of sketchnoting allows them to draw these icons and when they start to see these icons, you're meant to use arrows to connect ideas together. I also really liked it because, I mean, maybe I'm a bit old school. I'm like an 80s, 90s child who used to love doing bubble writing. So one of the theories of sketchnoting is writing keywords in bubble writing so that they become really clear. And particularly in visual arts, we have... Um, 
you know, strong meta language or words that we want to stand out when we're trying to communicate ideas about different artists. So if you can get students to write it in that really wonderful, fancy bubble writing, when they go back to their notes, they'll be able to see it really clearly. And as I said, for those novice students that just don't like to read large chunks of text, they're not gonna go back to their highlighted page of text um, and remember what they wrote. But if you've got that big text in big writing, then they're more likely to respond to it and remember it might jolt that memory and link ideas together. And then, as I said, drawing little icons and images. Kids are often doodling in their books anyway. You think about the surrealists and automated drawing. Kids don't realise what they're doing often when they're doing those little doodles in their books anyway. When you're trying to get them to read text, they're often not focused on that. So it's translating that into this concept of, well, why not just draw it anyway? I love that. And you cracked me up with the bubble writing. <laughs> <laughs> I also love a good old bubble bubble letters. And, of course, that would make those, those keywords really stand out. And they will remember them because they've that takes a little bit of time to do bubble writing. So like it it gets it into the brain a little bit more. So how did you first approach this with your students at Mossman High School? It worked the best just recently because I have a challenging year eight class. So I have quite a few naughty students as well as students on learning plans. We've built these amazing visual resources and there's a lot of wonderful videos. So we're doing, we were doing a unit of work about food, food art, and we particularly referenced pop art and Andy Warhol and linked it back to traditional Dutch still life paintings, um, the golden age. So all of that content is quite this is this idea about linking ideas together. And I thought that all the videos would be quite engaging. Choose really punchy videos. There's some great ones out there. But I thought I, can't, I need to be more multimodal and provide access to content in a variety of different ways. So I didn't want to just focus on video content and me delivering information. I wanted them to also be able to read and respond because Part of our NAPAN results at our school is focus on reading and vocabulary. And if you don't read, you don't build your vocabulary. So I thought I need to go back to what we used to always do, which is giving them text to read. But this class is so disruptive that I just knew they weren't going to sit there and read the text that I needed them to read. So instead, I thought, what if I gave them the text, asked them to highlight the text as I read it aloud, and then get them to put their highlighter down and do like a sketch noting brainstorm. So the strategy would be ideally good for students to do by themselves, but I actually did it as a class. So I drew it on my smart board, which is a, it's an interactive board that allows me to also save it as a PDF. So once I'd finished with it as a class anyway, I saved it as a PDF and I could upload my, my one that I've done to our Google Classroom. So we had the class one, but in their own art diaries, they also had their own. So I drove the iconography and the arrows and where to join it together. But every single kid did it and every single kid were able to engage in the lesson because it was accessible. So the students that enjoyed reading or were able to comprehend the text were actively highlighting the text and reading along with me. Whereas the other students, while they may not have been paying as much attention to the written word, were all doing the images in their art diary. So I felt like with a diverse range of learners in that class, they all had an opportunity to access the content that I wanted them to access. And of course, using a text like reading, they're all engaging in some way, shape or form 
with reading a text, which is really important. And I know when you've got a really tough class, sometimes it is much easier just to go to a video because they do get that instant gratification from that quicker, like they can get it quicker. It's not as hard to digest a video, but it is really important that they do do some reading as well. So that is fantastic. I was just going to say that by reading as well, we're modelling the writing. I want them to be able to write better sentences. That's also part of it as well, is that if they're not reading the text and they're just watching the video, they don't actually know how to write those comprehensive sentences after the fact anyway. So I need them to have a look at and see what a sentence structure looks like. Yeah, so and that's sort of all came important. Together. So what would you say the outcome is for your students by using this strategy sketch noting? Well, I did this lesson and I, I'm very big on the idea of repetition as well. But the next lesson when I walked in, I said, does everybody remember what you learned last lesson? And there's usually a gap between the lessons. Like I only see them four lessons a fortnight. So it's not like I'm seeing them on a freak, high frequency. And most of them could repeat some aspect of what they had learned. And they remembered it because I could say, do you remember what we sketched? And particularly with Andy Warhol. So one of those statements was about um, a factory in mass production. So obviously I drew that and they could remember that icon more clearly. And it sort of, it enabled the continued dialogue after the learning experience. So I knew that some of that information had definitely sunk in and they were able to apply it to their assessment. I mean, there was obviously levels of depth in that, the attainment of knowledge, but it meant that pretty much every student could remember at least something about his practice, which was really important. And that's a huge win, right? That at least they've remembered something from the last lesson. Yeah. Excellent. Have you continued to use this strategy beyond the naughty year eight class? (laughs) I've used it in the year 10 class as well, and they just enjoyed it because it was a little bit more, getting a bit more freedom as well. And I definitely, like, I just sort of, I've read a lot about it, but I hadn't used it meticulously. But I think it's something that I'm going to embed further because it's also really fun and enjoyable. And it doesn't feel like you're doing art theory. And as, I mean, I'm, I love art theory, but it's about tricking kids into engaging in something that they may not think is as enjoyable. I know, I'm a music teacher and it's, you have to trick them into doing that theory because <laughs> the practice is just just so much more fun yes exactly <laughs> but you need the, you need the theory to make the prac better they don't just don't realize that all the time so embedding sketching into it makes it great yeah and I think that's really good in helping turn on the brain to remember parts of what they've done because they are creating that visual and so it's easier to remember it thank you so much for yeah. sharing your strategy with us today Do you have any sort of advice for any teachers who might want to implement this in in their classrooms for the first time? For the first time, if you were doing it, I would do it similar to how I did it in that you scaffold it with the class and do it yourself with them on the board so that they also have that confidence and know that expectation. And then it could be that you get them to do it as a homework task or something later, or even in a group so that they're learning and building the field of how to do it. So that's how I would step, step it up. So do it first as a class and then maybe group work and then get them to do it individually. And I like kids to hand in like drafts and their research work as well when they're handing in submissions. So it could be a part of that. That's a great idea. And I love because you see their thought process. Yeah. And where they're coming from with it. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jessica, and sharing your strategy of the week, which is sketchnoting. I think it's a fantastic strategy for engaging students with a large chunk of text to get them visualizing what is in the text and obviously then being able to remember uh, the important parts of the text as well. I can tell you're only just starting to develop this strategy and I know that you're going to go much further with that with your students and I'm really glad that you were able to share that with our creative arts teachers today. Get involved in the conversation by recording your favourite teaching strategy using the Strategy of the Week Flipgrid in the Creative Arts Statewide Staff Room. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creative Arts Curriculum 7 to 12 or contact us via email creativearts7-12 at det.nsw.edu.au. The music for this podcast was composed by Alex Manton and audio production by Jason King.